Children, the podcast hosted by Dustin and Callie. Follow us on social media on Twitter at Married underscore Show, Facebook Married with Children Show, on Instagram Married with Children Show, or reach out to us in an email Married with Children Show at gmail.com. We're always looking for guests and sponsors. If you have a name of a guest that would be an interesting interview on the Married with Children Show, please send that information to us through social media or straight to our email address. Also, if you have a small business that you'd be interested in being a sponsor on the show, please reach out to us through an email so that we can work out a way that best suits you and our listeners. Also, if you like the podcast, be willing to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Welcome back to Married with Children, the podcast. Um, Similar to last week, it's Callie and I here in studio. Uh, we are on Facebook Live tonight, though, um, and broadcasting here from the studio. Just the two of us, um, to be 100% honest, as the school year has gotten started and the craziness, I have done very little as far as a producer and, and booker uh, to get any guests into studio. So um, Pretty much, Callie, I have failed miserably at that here in the last few weeks. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I've i done zero to help you, so, um, you know, that's partially on me also. <laughs> yeah, understandable. I do want to uh, start off here by talking about our sponsors. First and foremost, Miller's Termite and Pest Control. They are the only place that you'll need to look for pest control. Don't get roped into high contracts or high prices with the big companies. Reach out to someone who truly cares about you. Uh, they can handle any problem from termites to bed bugs, ants, spiders, etc. They also do lawn care. Where else can you keep the bugs out of your house and your yard looking sharp? Reach out to them on Facebook at Miller's Termite and Pest Control. Email at pest underscore in underscore peace at yahoo.com or by phone at 812-767-5657. Also, if you are joining us on Facebook Live, I have listed our sponsor's information there. Uh, in the comments or in the um, description of the Facebook Live. Second, but uh, not last but not least, our second sponsor uh, who I saw just join the Facebook Live is uh, Tommy Taylor from Tommy Taylor at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. He can provide you with auto, home, life, commercial, and farm insurance and does it with a personal touch that you can't just get with other insurance companies. For any insurance needs you may have, Tommy has the capability to provide you with the right amount of coverage. Not only is he a multi-line agent that can keep all of your insurance in one place, he is a dedicated individual who is customer service focused and always puts the customer's best interest first. His mission is to provide each and every customer with a simple process that is easy to understand and to ensure you and your family are properly covered if and when the unexpected occurs. Tommy is not just a sponsor of the podcast. Tommy is my personal family's insurance agent, and he should be yours too. Give him a call, shoot him an email, or message him on Facebook, and he'll be happy to take care of any of your insurance needs. One other thing I want to bring up here before we get too far in, um, our good buddy, uh, Kyle McIntosh at Beauty from Ashes um, Tattoo Parlor Salon um, here in town. Um, let me see if I can find this here. 
Uh, he just posted earlier today, and it's actually in the Tribune, too, as well, if you want to check that out. But uh, we had a family here in Crothersville uh, where his shop is, where Callie and I live, that lost the everything in their house to a fire. Um, they didn't have insurance to cover it. It was a total loss. Uh, what Kyle has done, um, he is asking for donations for the family. They need diapers in size 4, 4T and 5T shoes, um, 18 and 24 size 4 shoes for all girls, so girls clothing size 18 and 24. Dad is a 32-32 with a large shirt um, and 11 and a half inch shoes, 11 and a half size shoes. Mom is a medium shirt, 3 to 5 size pants, and shoes size 8. Now, here's the amazing thing about Kyle, and again, um, he blows me away each and every week with the stuff that he does. Um, if you donate any of these items, um, one item or multiple items, he is giving another $25 shop gift certificate. So that's for um, any kind of salon treatment. Uh, I believe last time I know with school supplies that also included uh, the boutique that's there. There was like 10% off of the boutique. And then obviously um, $25 any ink work that he may do. Um, also, obviously, they lost everything. So any help with toys, toiletries, non-perishable items, stuff that we use every day, uh, they can use that help. So, again, if, if you want to look that up, uh, that's Kyle McIntosh at Beauty from Ashes Tattoo Parlor here in Crothersville. He is also, uh, there's actually an article in today's Seymour Tribune I just saw about them collecting that stuff. So if you can help out, please, please, please um help that if you are one of our listeners that's from the north vernon area and you would like to help but cannot get that the stuff over here to the uh, tattoo parlor or to the family uh give me a call shoot me an email um and i can meet you in north vernon and collect that stuff and and get it over here to you for you so uh again just want to try and help out the best way we can yeah no that's great i saw that uh on facebook late last night and and uh so i'm glad that they're able i know that there was a lot of people that were talking about helping and stuff so that's great yeah and uh you know i do want to talk about we do have uh us together has an event that is coming up here um labor day weekend um the town that we used to live in uh vernon indiana always has a labor day festival Mm -hmm. um and this year uh i don't know how we got invited because i believe that the uh, theme is entertainment (laughs) so i'm not quite sure how you and i and our show got invited but we did yeah we will be doing a live podcast uh from vernon labor day Mm -hmm. um saturday september 1st we go on at 10 a.m which is just great because everybody will still be tired and 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 sleepy so hopefully we can wake some people up um we are planning to interview anybody who wants to stop by we will have our normal uh kind of topics and and debates and things we'll talk about but we're going to kind of um you know just kind of freewheel it and see what happens so if you're down and by vernon come on down and see us Um, i'm actually right now live on the show texting um our guest host nikki cardinal um and making sure that she can be there with us at vernon labor day so (laughs) yeah nikki's not been on in a while so it'll be good if uh she's able to make it she's always a good time all right i'm 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 texting here a little bit so i'm gonna i'm gonna try and get her uh you know on and and with us but 
You know, one thing I do want to talk about, and I know, Callie, I already had this written down, but this was your topic that you brought to the show tonight, was the yep. idea of football season starting. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to throw it to you first since it's your topic. <laughs> I don't know that it would be considered my topic, but uh, I said I think that it's interesting um, because football, anybody that's listened since the first couple episodes, I think our Super Bowl episode was maybe our second or third episode or something. Um, so we've officially made it like halfway around you know to the end of football now to the beginning of football so we've made it through the off season with um the podcast yeah we're 27 episodes in right um so we're about you know half a year i guess you could say uh through Mm -hmm. um i guess exactly half a year last week um so exciting stuff though to come and football season's upon us obviously football season has always been you know, a big deal to me um, in my life, whether as a player or as a coach, it takes on a little bit of a a different feeling now. Um, mm-hmm. But I do get excited once high school season kicks off and then the college season will roll around and you start seeing games on Saturdays. Right. And then we obviously get to the NFL season and fantasy football and all that stuff coming up. Yeah. Um, our big fantasy football league is obviously my family. Um, it is my mother and my father. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law and you and I, um, mm-hmm. we are going to have our family fantasy draft this Saturday night. Uh, what's your strategy going in for, Callie? Winging it. Winging it. Yep, like every year. So we're having wings on Saturday night. I mean, I began. Okay. Um, and how has winging it worked out for you so far? Um, I think I was in the championship game last year. Were you in the championship I game last year? I think I went year? from uh, like being the loser's bracket game like second to last to second place last year let's see i'm gonna try and see i, I, pull it I up believe here. uh we're final standings yeah my team is febreze so fresh and so clean okay hold on this is the wrong year so let's go to 2017 here final standings Yes, you finished second to my mother. Yep. Um, so far in the two years that we've done it, my father has won and my mother has won. <laughs> yeah. The year number one that my father won, I think he drafted a kicker in the second round. Yeah, I think so. Um, and mom knows nothing about football and has won. So the rest of us are kind of struggling here. Uh, <laughs> so last year's standings were my mother, uh, then you, then my father, me, and then my sister and her husband in dead last. Um, so we're going to try and rectify that this year, uh, and get a draft. I know that, um, this is the only fantasy league that you're in, correct? Yeah. Yeah. The only one is I got another draft Sunday night and then we have the big upcoming juice in the morning listeners league, Polly sleeper and juice in the morning, uh, draft, I believe next Wednesday night, which is going to be really interesting Yeah, because I think I'm going to have to draft while doing throttled up the podcast. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be interesting for sure. So, but I can't say much because I think they are actually doing a podcast while, um, but at least they'll be like talking about it. You'll have to be like talking about racing and doing your stuff. Maybe drafting or I'll just talk about it still. Well, that could be true um i was trying to see if i could find what day here but i don't see it uh so yeah so coming up fantasy football what is what do you think the most difficult position to draft in fantasy football is i don't know um 
I guess my difficulty is not, I mean, it is position, but it's what position is the most important to draft the best players first? So, like, I'm not going to lie. I always just kind of go off of what, like, others do, a.k.a. you. Um, like, which, which, where I finish, that's a that's a great well, strategy I know, but to copy off of me. I just mean, like, oh, okay, well, Dustin's got, you know, a quarterback and a couple wide receivers, so maybe I should do that. And, oh, Dustin did, uh, you know, um, I don't even know, like, whatever position next. Okay, maybe I should do that. And, oh, now he finally got a kicker, so I'll go ahead and pick a kicker. That's kind of my strategy. I'm trying to see what what does this say here? Well, I can't read it from over here. What is the draft day? Uh, August, August 29th. 29th. So it is Wednesday. At what time? 8 p.m. Eight, yeah, 8 p.m. So right when we start exactly throttled up the start. podcast, I will also be live drafting my juice I'm, in the morning fantasy I usually, football team. I usually try and uh, watch part of that, but I may really watch, especially the beginning here, to see <laughs> to how see. you handle that. <laughs> it may be a rough one. Yeah. We'll get through it, though. Hey, uh, to kind of move off football, and, and this is kind of how I geared tonight's episode, I had a lot of reaction to our debate slash argument last week <laughs> um, about whether what was exactly a sandwich. I know Juice reached out to me and said he was rolling in yeah. the car uh, laughing at us, and I had some people that I work with that came up to me and was laughing about it, and especially in the part where we really argued about the Pop-Tart. Oh, Really? Yeah, because I think everyone is on my side that you have totally judged <laughs> the Pop-Tart you know, without much background. I went through when I was at Walmart this weekend and I walked through that aisle and I saw the Pop-Tarts and I really thought... And you just turned your back to them and walked. I, I didn't turn my back. I just kept walking and I thought maybe I should see if there's one here that I that sounds interesting. And I didn't, but I thought about it. Well, and I thought about it, and I got busy, so I didn't do it. I thought about buying Pop-Tarts and having you try them live on the show. Oh, that's what we should have done. So I think maybe at the Labor Day at Vernon, we oh, will buy yeah. Pop-Tarts and have you try them live <laughs> on the show. I know, but like you know as well as I do that with my mindset that I'm like, I don't really like them. You know what's going to happen. Right, but after our first day, you didn't really like me, and now look where you are. <laughs> I, I guess that's true. <laughs> So see, married, two kids, and a podcast. I mean, you, yeah, you I'm turned that in. around. Yeah. Uh, so what I did, I actually pulled some of the biggest debates uh, on the internet, um, and we are going to. Uh, and <laughs> you like debating things. With oh, me. I do. I love it. <laughs> you like debating things with anybody. I guess um, they are all over the place. I guess these aren't on this one. Um, but so first of all, the first one that was brought up is which classic uh sitcom was a better show and if you're following us and you're watching us on facebook live feel free to give your feedback on this as well but which show was the best seinfeld or friends um i would say like i don't know i really got into watching seinfeld like when i was in college like when i was in like high school middle school i didn't think it was that like i wasn't too into it but i would probably now say seinfeld well that one's not gonna be much of an argument i i, I, I do even... i mean i like friends i really do I, I i really like friends but i think if i was to sit down right now and watch like a marathon of either one i would probably rather do seinfeld see and that surprises me i thought you would go with friends yeah i don't know no. Because that's normally a more up your kind of show. I, yeah, I agree. I agree. 
But I would say hands down Seinfeld. I, I mean, I think Friends was a, and I know people will disagree with me. I think Friends was a really, really good show. Mm-hmm. But I think Seinfeld was like iconic in the top five of television shows of all time. Yeah, I, I do like Seinfeld. So yeah. I, I think hands down Seinfeld. So that one didn't play over very well. That wasn't Sorry. anything like the uh, Pop-Tart <laughs> debate. We, we agreed on some things. Uh, what about Pepsi versus Coke? Coke for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm on you there. Agreed. Now, here's the thing that you're going to laugh about and make fun of me about because you did the other day. The other day I was listening to the podcast Business Wars. <laughs> yeah. And did they do a Pepsi versus Coke That's thing? This, this new series right now is okay. Pepsi versus Coke, um, which goes back all the way to the 1870s, I believe, is the first time that the Coca-Cola formula um, was uh, put together. And, I, and Branson <laughs> Ping just said, both is are garbage. Is he talking about the shows? I don't know if he's talking about the, the shows or Coke and Pepsi. Um, but he's probably talking about the shows because he's a young guy, and so yeah, it's like, oh, know. those are old. Um, but the actual original thing was French wine coca, and it was actually basically a combination of alcohol and cocaine. Um, that that's was the Coca Cola. That well, that was created to be like the magic elixir that solved everything. Which, yeah. um, knowing what we know about cocaine and knowing what we know about alcohol, that yeah, probably yeah. is true. But what happened is the temperance movement started coming in in the South and people were working against alcohol. So the guy that designed it um, created his own soda that included cocaine and got rid of the alcohol so it could be a temperance drink. And that's where Coca-Cola comes from because it has cola nuts in it and the coca leaves. So that's Coca-Cola. So did Coca-Cola originally had cocaine in it? Yes, it did. Um, until it was bought out um, and the second redesign of the formula took the well first of all it was it was taken down to a trace of cocaine and then it was taken totally out but yes it was originally had cocaine in it um and actually the guy who originally designed it never grew wealthy from it because he was addicted to morphine um and uh ended up actually selling all of his shares in the business and died penniless and it i mean it's a great story i mean the other guy that was his partner had to fight to get the business back but we just got wow. to the point to where pepsi cola is starting in north carolina and is going to be the big battle gotcha. between the two so i know you make fun of me but um yeah uh, that is that uh, one sounds more interesting than some of the other ones that you had the other one was ebay and, and paypal <sighs> i know but that doesn't i don't know i don't do ebay and I barely do PayPal. Uh, PayPal is who runs our entire business account. So, well, I don't do that. <laughs> right, that's a problem. <laughs> All right. So, and and Branson said Coke is greater than Pepsi, and both shows, Friends and Seinfeld, are garbage. Um, that's probably because Branson is busy, you know, watching Teen Mom Two, um, <laughs> and uh, Jersey Shore uh, to take over uh, on those two shows. So. Uh, here's a good one I picked up off the internet. Um, could Jack and Titanic have fit on the door at the last of the scene? When Rose is on the door in the water, could Jack have fit on the door with her? I don't really remember. Wow. Could he have fit like size wise? Like laid on the door with her and saved himself instead of Jack dying. I don't, I don't, mm, I don't know. I don't, maybe I would say no. Well, I, 
I actually kind of had a a different here because um, there was actually I want to say it was MIT did a study of the size of the door uh, that would have come off the Titanic ship. Okay. Um, the size of what rose was and then the size of Leonardo DiCaprio and found that there was like 47 or something different ways that he could have fit on the board on the door would would the door I mean would it have started sinking why I I I mean it it was still floating and he was hanging on the edge of it did you ever see the whole movie yes I saw the movie I'm just saying yes I saw the I saw the movie I'm just saying like I get he was like holding on to it, but like when your full weight is on top of it, like would it have gone down further and like not like like to the bottom of the ocean? I just mean like been down to where now they're both like waist deep and then they both die. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe. I'll, I'll just say maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's what would have happened. Lorianne said, of course he could have fit. And I agree. <laughs> um okay now we're gonna get into uh we're not doing a very good job with the the debates but this one and i'm afraid we'll agree here too but we've got some others how should you cut toast and this actually came up as the great debate of 2017 on the internet Mm. how should toast be cut well, I know what you would say, and I would probably say the same. Cut it at the angle. Yeah, it's got to be diagonal. I've never seen, like, number two, where it's like, like, I don't know. See, I think I have seen two. So, where it's shorter. It's like it's cutting it this way. And so, I, I think don't know. Dairy Queen cuts it like this. No, Dairy Queen, because I just got a chicken basket the other day. They cut it, like, number one. Okay. Okay. I, I could be wrong. Now, I, I mean, I I don't know. At least they do in the chicken basket. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Brown sounds Dairy Queen does, I mean. And so that that is your your uh, focus. Let's see here. Yeah. Um, here's some others. We already did that yeah. one. Uh, those aren't very good. Let's go to food debates. Yeah, okay. Should you fold the pizza slice or not? No. Why? I don't know. I just... I think that, I don't know. I just have never done that. I, I don't think I do it all the time, but I think that, especially if you have a pizza that has a lot of toppings, I'd say I would, I don't know that I can say I truly fold mine over, but I would say I curl mine. I, I couldn't see that, though you maybe curl it. I don't know, but I don't know. Do you put ketchup on hot dogs? Yes. No. Yes, absolutely. No. Ketchup and mustard. No, just mustard. Yeah, nope. Why? I just I like ketchup. I like ketchup and mustard on it. I just I mean I like ketchup a lot more than I think than you do. You're know, more of you're, a mustard person. But you're you're not supposed and I think this comes from where I came from too because with my family being from Chicago like that's like a huge deal you don't put ketchup on Is a that hot right? Dog. Yeah. Yeah, Heinz ran a thing at commercial probably 2 or 3 years ago where they went to Chicago and said they had developed a new hot dog like sauce. And it was really just ketchup, but they rebranded the whole bottle and got people to put it on it. And, like, people were offended that they were tricked into putting ketchup on a hot dog. I will probably be honest. I really don't know that I put much mustard on my hot dog until we started dating. I was more of ketchup only. So you were just a child? A child? I mean, like, I think most kids are the ones that... (laughs) 
eat a hot I dog. I mean, does that shock you? A lot of times when I go out to eat, I get chicken fingers. So, yeah, shocking. Do you put salt on watermelon? Don't eat watermelon. You don't ever eat watermelon? No, I don't like it. How do you not know this? I, I don't know this. I don't eat watermelon. Why? I don't like it. Hey, thank you. John Carl Isom said Clint Eastwood said it is un-American to put anything but mustard on a hot dog. There it is. Uh, right from Clint Eastwood's mouth right there, oh, there that it go. is un-American. You don't eat watermelon. No, I don't. I have. I mean, I have tried it multiple times, and I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's. I don't think it has much taste. I don't know. I just don't like it. So you tried like a half a bite of watermelon, like no, your... I've tried it. Mul- I've tried it multiple times. Have you ever put salt on it? No, I have not. I think that's what you need to do. Have you? Do you put salt on it? I I don't all the time, but I do think salt on it is good. Hmm. No, I do not put salt on it. That is an interesting picture. Grilled watermelon. Have you ever done that? I have not ever done that. Hmm. Do you dip French fries in milkshakes? No, but I eat both. <laughs> I. That sounded so weird. Like, I mean, at, that was, like... <laughs> that was so definitive. Like, no, I would never do that, but I'll eat both. I mean, like, I'll eat, like, I'll get a milkshake and french fries and, like, drink some of my milkshake and then eat a few fries. And then, like, so I alternate, but I do not dip them in fries. So, like, what about fries in a Frosty? Because I think that's excellent. Fries, I don't do that either. I mean, I do the same thing. I eat some of my Frosty and eat some fries. Take have turns. you ever tried it? I have not. Like, have you ever dripped your Frosty on your fry and then ate the fries? No, I don't think so. Okay. Did you know that was like a thing? or like? I know. I did not. Okay. I just know that I like them together. I just have never had them in the same bite. Okay. So, But I, did you know people dip their fries in milkshakes? Mm, I guess not. Okay. I'm just curious. Do you do that? I don't do it all the time. I, if I get a Frosty, I want French fries with it, yes, because hmm. it's like the sweet, salty thing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, hmm. Do you dip your pizza in ranch dressing? No. I don't I don't care. I'm not a big ranch person, so no. You know what I think I'm finding here? I'm boring. No, no. I think that it goes back to what John Carl said. I think what I'm finding is you might be an American. You put ketchup on your hot dogs, you hate Pop-Tarts, you don't eat watermelon, and you hate ranch dressing. I I don't know (laughs) what is more un-American than that. I mean, I eat pizza. Do you like apple pie? Yeah. Okay, okay. So you're And ice cream? Just not with french fries. I I told you, I eat them with french fries, just not in the same bite. Like, they're not in my mouth at the same time. Are Are you against, like, the mixing of foods? No, not really, no. Okay. I'm, I'm no so anyway so you don't you don't even really like ranch dressing no i mean like if the, i i will try like any other um salad dressing i just am not a big ranch fan i mean like i'll dip it like when you go to um like buffalo wild wings with my celery like i'll dip some in there but so celery is okay in ranch yeah i mean that's just because i don't have anything else Hey, and Juice just joined, so I want to give a shout-out to Juice uh, because, Juice, this is literally week number two that we've debated food after being on your show. Um, so you tell me all the time that I come up with great ideas for your show. Here I am still continuing the food debate uh, from our time on Juice in the Morning. <laughs> well, we've tried. you've tried other debates. Like the first couple questions or the first couple things, there, it was just not much conversation. No, what I, have, what I figured out is our food. biggest issues are food. <laughs> 
That's our biggest difference. Uh, so I, I honestly, I don't, I don't dip. Um, <laughs> I don't. Juice said he came in on something that needed context. Uh, I don't dip uh, <laughs> my pizza in ranch dressing, and this is probably weird. And, and but I, it comes from you know Monocle's Pizza yep. and our love of Monocle's Pizza. I actually dip my pizza in French dressing. Yeah. Um, I've never really tried that either. Like like a not a true French, but a Catalina or a you know those yeah. kind. Now I do love this here and this. It says um, one pizza restaurant in Dallas, Texas, is so against people dipping their pizza in ranch dressing that it costs a thousand dollars for a side of ranch with their with their pizza. So I think that's an excellent way to keep them from doing so. I mean, do people do, do a? Is that a common thing? Am I, I mean, is that a normal thing? I mean, like I would rather dip mine like in the cup of cheese or pizza sauce or something like that yeah i think there are a lot of people i mean there's a lot of people use ranch for everything i just saw online where you can buy a keg of hidden valley ranch dressing now really yeah so i mean that's i mean i think there are a lot of people that use ranch on everything okay do you put ketchup on the fries or keep it in the container on the side for dipping I usually get it on the side for dipping. Yeah, I do too. And and this is a this was like a life changing moment for me when I was like, uh, um, like ten or eleven years old. I remember I was with my grandmother and we were eating fries and I was putting the salt all over the uh, fries and the pepper. And she goes, "Why don't you just put it in the ketchup and then it sticks to the fries?" Yeah, I know you do that, and I have never done that. I mean, like I've never seen that before until oh, like I know you do that a lot. It was like life changing. Granny taught me that, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I it, Yeah, I, it makes sense, I don't I guess. salt and pepper my fries. Now I salt and pepper the ketchup yeah, because... because it falls off when you just throw it on right the fries. On it. Yeah. So, um, that Juice asks, what's the worst thing you've ever eaten that you think Callie would eat? Um, <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Pizza? <laughs> the Wings? Wor- the worst thing that I've ever eaten that I think you would eat. Yeah, some of the really crazy stuff I, I don't think you would have. Um, that I would eat and like? Because what was it that we were on our honeymoon and you tried? Oh, cactus. I, yeah, and it was gross. I, I tried it. I tried cactus, and you've tried, like, calamari. And... Um, I want to be in. Hey, do you want to say hi? What's wrong, Alan? He wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> okay, you can go over there and sit. Go over to your seat then. You got to shut the door, buddy. So I don't really know the worst thing, I guess, that I've eaten that you would. I know that, you know, one of the big things when I was in Evansville that I tried, and I know that I don't think without tricking you I could get you to eat it, was right. brain sandwiches were a big deal yeah. at the Hilltop Inn in Evansville, Indiana, and I tried those. Um and it was it was really good. Uh, I know that you also are totally against like eating venison um, and other things like that. Uh, so yeah, I don't do that. Mommy. Yes, Alan. I love my brother. Do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alan's just joined us. He uh, he wanted to come in. Alan, what's your favorite food? We're talking about food. Yeah, Oreos. Yeah, so Callie, do you split apart the Oreos or bite right into them? Um, you have you ever tried an Oreo? No, because I can't find one. I can't find a, a bag of them. Do you want to buy one one day and we'll try them? No, I just want to. I want to 
a different day, not today. Um, I usually, I guess it kind of depends. A lot of times I split them, I guess. Easy, hey, easy. not so loud. That was way too loud, buddy. Uh, 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 Juice says he has to try some brains. Juice, we'll make a trip down to the Hilltop Inn. Um, it's kind of like a, a tenderloin sandwich, but it is fried cow brains, um, and it is a big deal down that way. Um, so uh, that's that's the whole thing. And, and Juice says you bite right in um to the oreo no one has time for splitting them i agree but i think this is part of the debate too milk can you eat oreos by themselves or do you have to have milk that's the thing is i think if i if i dipped them in milk then i would not i don't separate them but if i do not dip them in milk then i do separate them i and I, I like like getting the stuff in the middle but you can eat them either way yeah like, I, I don't know that i've ever eaten oreos without yeah, milk yeah i can Alan, would you try Oreos if we were dipped it in milk? You like milk. I know. Yeah. Do you think you'd eat the Oreos, the those cookies? Yeah, but um, what's the ones with white? That's the inside yeah, of the Oreo. That's the inside of the Oreo. Oh. Yeah. Uh. All right. So let's see what else we got in here. Uh, we already talked about that. Uh. Do you cut up your spaghetti or twirl it around the fork? Um, I usually cut it. I usually cut too. Do you? Yeah. You don't twirl it all around the fork and then... Not a lot of times. Usually I try and cut it. It kind of depends, I guess, on where I'm eating it at. Like if I'm at home... (laughs) (laughs) If I'm at home, I I may twirl it a little bit, but... Okay. Alan. So... Amanda says she doesn't even drink milk, but she has to dip her Oreos in them. And I, I agree. I don't drink a whole lot of milk, yeah. but I do uh, when I need my Oreos. And I this is really weird, Juice. I'm going to be honest. Juice says one thing he really <laughs> likes a lot is... Hold on. Hold on. Is milk with... Alan. Alan, buddy. Is with chips and salsa. And that is extremely weird uh juice yeah. i gotta throw that out there but uh, anytime i eat chips and salsa i definitely do not think of having a big glass of milk with it <laughs> but i am gonna i'm gonna jump with juice here because i'm twirl all day i don't yeah. think you cut up spaghetti i think you twirl it around the fork and go from there so um all right so we are let's see how long are we on 33 minutes okay uh one thing is we were going to get into some sports debate topics and i know way back here branson asked me do I think the Bears will win five games? Alan. Alan Paul, what's wrong, buddy? You're not going to talk now? <laughs> what do you need? We'll go over there. That's okay. fine. So, uh, we were going to get into some sports debates. Um, and Juice, hey, thanks for joining in, buddy. I appreciate it, and we'll hit it up, and we'll go down to uh, the Hilltop Inn in Evansville and, and see if we can interview the owner and do some shows, show down there. Uh, Branson, to answer your question, do I think the Bears will win five games? Uh, yes, I think that you're probably right at uh, the level of them right there. I think they'll go about 5-11, uh, and 11, um, give or take a game. Um, 
I don't see them being a 500 team yet. I think they're on the right track. I think they've got the right coach. Um, I think Trubisky will develop over time. Um, I think Jordan Howard is a, a heck of a running back. I think the defense is getting better. I do think that they have to get the offensive line uh, fixed and become a very, very solid unit. But I will say that uh, I do think they win five games. Um, like I said, I don't see much more than that. And if they go 4-12, and 12, it wouldn't surprise me. But I think 5-11 and 11 is a is a good place for them to get to this year. I will say that my big one is I do think that closer to 500 this year, and my out-on-a-limb prediction is I think the Cleveland Browns uh, win seven games uh, or more this season. So that's my big one. Um, so, Branson, if you're still listening, that is uh, that's my breakdown on those. So uh we'll go from there now to get into some sports debates Callie here uh I'm going to ask you one of this is from the 25 endless sports debate topics oh gosh was it you know Phil Jackson one of the the considered one of the greatest coaches of all time um he won 11 championships was it the players that Phil had, because he had guys like Michael and Scotty and Dennis Rodman and Shaq and Kobe and all of these guys. So was it the players or was it the fact that Phil Jackson was able to able to do this? I, I mean, I I think he's a very, very good coach. So, I, I mean, I don't think it's just because he had the good players. So, I mean, I would say, yes, obviously he had good players. But I think part of with the NBA, a big thing with them is you've still got to get all of those guys to play together and i think i think that's hard when obviously all of them are really good and uh our alan is now playing baseball here so this is the reason why we named the show married with children because at any point in time uh these kind of things could happen and we don't take ourselves too serious uh so i do want to throw out here um uh branson says hugh jackson's a joke they won't win three games totally disagree Branson I think uh I think they're gonna be okay so um, I would take your bet on that that they are better than three games uh Boogie ask uh where do you see the Colts finishing this year um Callie I know you're a big Colts fan um and my uh (laughs) we're we're having a rough day here sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really rough. So Boogie asked where we thought the Colts would finish. Um, to be 100% honest, Boog, I'll kind of take over here, I guess, by myself. Um, to be 100% honest, I, I think obviously, you know, it's going to all depend on what Andrew Luck is able to do. Obviously, he is back. Um, I think how he, well he can stay um, healthy. Um, and play will be a huge part. But this is the other side of that debate with the Colts now. For years and years, the Colts have lived on playing in a very, very bad division. Um, And that has helped them in some years that their team has not been as good as what it was in other years. The thing this year is, I think this is a very tough division. Um, Outside of Tennessee, I don't don't think. I think the Colts and Tennessee are going to battle for third and fourth in the division. I think Houston is on the upswing. 
Um, I think, um, you know, they have a, a heck of a quarterback down there. Um, I think they've got things rolling in the right way with Bill O'Brien and their coaching staff. And then I think Jacksonville is a is going to be a gem this year. I think they are young. I think their defense is extremely athletic and fast. Um, and I think they're going to be extremely difficult to deal with in that division. So if I was picking that division, I would say Jacksonville 1, Houston 2, and then it's a toss-up between the Colts <laughs> and the Titans for third and fourth. Awesome. <laughs> That's just great. Your thoughts? I really have no idea. I haven't really watched much about any of it, but um, definitely would rather have the Colts be higher than that. <laughs> I don't know. So do you think, I'll, I'll ask you, Callie, because you're a, you're a Colts fan, and I know we got some other Colts fans here watching us. Um, do you think that uh, Andrew Luck is the real deal? Is he the quarterback of the future for the Colts? I don't know. I just, I'm, I get it, but I I just get really frustrated with the whole injuries. And I'm just saying in general, like any sport. And I get some people, it just, it. I mean, I think maybe it just stinks for them. But, man, I mean, like missing all those games and the last couple seasons and stuff, it's like, I love it. I mean, like I'm, I'm, I like Andrew Luck and I hope that it works out and everything, but I'm just like, man, if, if he's going to always be hurt and everything and can't ever play, like maybe we should just find something else. I, I don't know. That's just me, though, because I just because it's like we're just treading water just to I mean, when he's healthy, do you feel like he's as good as advertised? I don't I don't know. I've not really I don't I don't know that he is just I, just because I mean, I don't I don't know that he's really proved it that very first year he was in the he was in the league. I mean, like, obviously, I think everybody was um more surprised maybe than what they thought um just as far as i mean like i think they did the colts did a lot better that year but then after that it's just like we've just so everybody's like oh man you know it's like peyton manning again and well and rg rg3 um had a great first year yeah um and it's not and and boog i see your comment that you bet the bears would take him i will be honest and i've said this before and you can you can say i'm i'm not telling the truth Yes, prior to drafting Mitchell Trubisky, I would. But right now, with the idea of having a young second-year quarterback in Trubisky, I wouldn't trade the Colts straight up for Andrew Luck just because of the injury issues and the seasons that are behind him. And and I don't think – I don't believe that Andrew Luck is the – I think he's a very, very solid quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from him. I think his injuries have hurt him. But I don't know if he is a franchise – changing player the way you talk about what Peyton Manning was for the Colts what Tom Brady has been for the Patriots I mean I and I even think like what Colts fans I mean thought that he was going to be and maybe maybe he'll turn it around but it's now I mean like you see the stuff that it's like oh you know he's throwing and you know he's gonna play and this and that and it's like it's hard to I mean I don't know. I mean, do you think – I mean, he's supposed to play the season, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think he'll – I think he could have a good year. And, I mean, part of it's not on him either, you know, and, I mean, that's that's the whole thing too with the Bears. If your quarterback is constantly on his back and running yeah. for his life, you don't have a chance. And I think one thing that has hurt the Colts is they have built a team around this idea of our quarterback can constantly bail us out. And, right. and with Peyton Manning, I think at times in years he was able to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Luck has that ability, but that's not a knock on Luck whether he is any good or not. Right. I mean, Peyton Manning is probably the greatest ever one, two, three between Montana and 
and Brady and and Peyton. I mean, they you can argue them any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I think that. I guess I'm a little just disappointed because obviously with the whole, I mean, Peyton Manning run, obviously we we were pretty good there year after year for the most part. And then, you know, we, we you know, get Andrew Luck. And like I said, we had that good first year. And then it's just like now it's, I mean, we just kind of get whoever we can to fill it because we keep hoping, you know, well, maybe next year Andrew Luck can be back. And, you know, maybe next year or like hopefully this year he's back and that kind of thing. How many years has he been in the league? I'm sure it's more than what I think, but uh, like five, maybe four. I mean, I, I I think four at at the very least. I just don't know how many years he's been there. Let's see. Well, I know it's more than what's listed right there. Well, I mean, because he didn't play at all last year. Well, I mean, you're talking about he came in. There was one year when when Peyton was hurt, and then they, yeah, they took over. He took over after that. What is this? That's college. So 2012, it looks like was his. So this would be year six rookie season. So yeah, this would be year six. So he's been there six years. Yeah, and obviously he didn't play all last year. And Branson says luck is much better than Mitch, and I like Mitch. I just hope they put a line in front of him where he doesn't tear a kidney again. Um, I mean, come on. Um, And Branson, I agree that right now that luck is, I think Andrew Luck is better than Mitch, but I think you're talking about a guy who's had six years in the league and Trubisky who came in last year with not much around him um, for one year. So I, I think that's apples and oranges right now. Um, and that's a little bit of me being a uh, a Bears fan and yeah. a homer. But And I don't hate on Andrew Luck. I just don't think he is the second coming um, like he was kind of prophesized think, uh, yeah, coming out of college. I think he's a solid player. I think he's got some injury issues to concern himself that would concern me as a fan. But um, I think the guy can play. I just don't think... I don't think when his career is over, I think he will have a very, very solid career. I just don't think we'll be talking about, is he the guy that supersedes the Montanas, the Marinos, the uh, you know John Elways, Steve Youngs, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. I don't think he's in that tier right now. Yeah. And I wouldn't put him in the top tier of quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I think right. he's in that second ones. tier of guys. Yeah. Um, when you talk about 32 starters, I would say he's probably, you know, I don't know, probably seventh or eighth in that, that grouping right now, in my opinion. Even, I mean, like current, like current. Current starting quarterback Right now. Yeah. Even with his injury and stuff, you think he, I mean, I. I wouldn't blame somebody if they put him lower than that, honestly. Yeah, but I still think he's had enough to show potential. Okay. Um, but you when I mean, I look around, I mean, and just looking around the league, I mean, obviously I'm not taking him over Brady. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't take him over. Drew Brees? I, know, I wouldn't take no. him over Brees. Um, I know people will kill me. I would not take him over um, Eli Manning in New York, and I know people are going to kill me, but the guys won two Super yeah. Bowls. Um, he's had a ton of upheaval. I think the the guy can play. Um, I wouldn't take him over Cam Newton. Um, I would not take him over. Um, just trying to think of the teams here and some of the the areas they have. I wouldn't take him over Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, trying to think of some other teams and who I would starting quarterback wise. Um, 
I wouldn't take him over Andy Dalton in Cincinnati, and some Cincinnati fans may lose their mind on me with that. But like I said, I no disrespect to him. I think he's a really, really good player, but I think we also cannot live on what he did in his first year. I, I agree um, with that. Or at least first couple years, I guess I should say. I mean, let's look here. Um, he was a 54% passer his first year, then 57 um, then 61%, oh, excuse me, nope, 60, then 61, and then 55, and then 63 in uh, 2016. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, he's, I, I can't say that his numbers are legendary. I mean, he had one season, he threw for 40 touchdowns. The rest of them, um, it's 23, 23, 40, and then 15 and 31. So, again, I don't know that his he's that iconic uh quarterback right. that he was kind of brought out as and again rg3 had great numbers his first time and it's tough when you come in and that's going to be a thing for mitchell trubisky and me being a bears fan is you give defensive coordinators two. the entire offseason to break down every game you've ever played that they can find on tape from high school to college to pro they're going to find your weaknesses and try to exploit them yeah no i agree with that and so i am interested i mean i hope that um I mean, I hope that it's a good year for the Colts. I mean, I really do. I just, um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I, I hope it goes. When is the when is the first game? First week? Week one is? It's usually the week like that, September 8th, 9th, right around Okay, there. I don't so know like the right after date. Labor Day. Yeah. Whatever that day is. So I'm going to ask you this, because I think this is a good topic here to as we come off of the football, and you being a female, this is one of the sports debate topics. Could a woman ever play in a man's sport um, and this comes back from when uh, Brittany Griner was playing at Baylor and Mark Cuban said he would consider the option of drafting her um, she was 6'8 do you think that there's there's ever been a woman that you know of that you think could compete at a professional level I mean I I think it depends on the sport I mean like Serena Williams, I think, would be able to, I mean, I would think would be able to compete in tennis with the guys. I mean, she's, like, huge. But, I mean, like, I don't I don't know that. I mean, I know Brittany Griner is obviously very big and athletic and everything. But, I mean, she's 6'8", and, I mean, so are, I mean, a lot of the centers and, and big guys in the NBA are seven foot or taller. I mean, so... I, I don't I mean I guess I mean she I would I don't think that she would be like the 12th person on the bench but I mean I don't think that she would be like a star see and I think I I do think but I don't think a Brittany Griner could do it um I don't think you can go in a sport like if we're going to talk basketball I don't think it can be a big um because there's no way yes she's six eight but she's a different six eight right. than nba stars and you have to realize six eight isn't that big in the nba that's what that's what i mean i, I mean, agree with you i mean there are guards who are six seven six eight right so and thick so i think she would right, be out physical right. now do i think there's a female who could walk in the nba and be a shooter a hundred percent um i think you go back to um some of the the truly great shooters i think you look at you know um reggie miller and some of the others they weren't physical pre presence but if they are athletic enough to get open which is where some of the problems going to come in but if they can shoot i think there is a woman who can compete in that i i agree i mean but the thing is is i think it's a different 
era with it now. I mean, not saying that like Reggie Miller couldn't play with the guys now. I mean, just I think that I mean, like you look at Reggie Miller and he's like a stick. I mean, and that kind of I mean, like as far as build, I mean, he just was not as thick and muscular and stuff as what a lot of them are guards and everything. I think I think that a yes, I think that a woman I mean, I just I just don't know. And obviously, I'm not the most athletic person ever, um, which does not shock anybody. But, like, I just don't know how – I don't think that even an athletic woman – and I know this is awful for me to say, but I just don't know how much – how great an athletic woman would be playing against, like, the top of the top guys. See, and I'll argue with you about the the difference in era. Don't get me wrong. I think that, you know, weight training and our knowledge of it and all those kind of things and how we prepare it nutrition and all that has changed but you say look around reggie miller's aren't there but i'm gonna say that steph curry is a body wise is is a reggie miller that and he's getting it done i mean on, right. on the top level i know i agree with that i mean and kevin durant is by no means um a you know like a physic i mean yes he's a physical freak as far as running and jumping but not a a specimen as far as thickness and and muscular build and things like that so, I mean, I, I, I think, I don't know. I, and I know they've always said, and this has always been a, a debate in other things, that Reggie's sister, Cheryl, was probably the girl who could have Well, and played. I think Reggie's even said that before. I mean, yeah, I he think thought that, she was. She I mean, I think that, you know, even when they've played, you know, one-on-one and things, like, she would win a lot of the time. I, I, mean, think, I think Reggie even said when he was at UCLA, she would be. Yeah. And so, I mean, and I don't, I don't know, maybe... I mean, maybe, I, I guess it kind of depends on, I don't know, it, it would be interesting, but, and you know, the tough part is, is sometimes with, especially like if you're talking basketball, like the WNBA and everything, I mean, there are some girls that are just so athletic and I mean, they just excel so much over the rest of the pack in the WNBA. And so I think that's maybe where the conversation comes in that it's like, they're just so much better than a lot of the other women that are playing that should they you know maybe attempt something like that or would anybody be interested i don't know and and again i don't think there i mean no i do not and i and this is not any knocking any females i don't think there's ever been a female athlete that could play with lebron james um but do i think there's an athlete that could make a team and 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 play and and hold their own yeah i do i i think there's probably that you know the maya moores some of those that that are you know, but the, I think the tough thing in, in women's basketball, and, and you may be able to talk to this a little bit better than what I even can, I think the tough thing for some of those great guards like Maya Moore and some of these great athletes, they're not always great shooters. They attack the rim because their athleticism is so great. They they can get out and run, and they can get to the rim. I don't know that they always develop as great shooters like th- some of the men's game does. I think that they would really have to. I mean, I think that some of them, they may have to work on that. I think that goes to any athlete. I mean, there becomes a point to where, I mean, if you're athletic enough just to drive around people, then you're going to drive around them and get a five-footer versus shooting a three-point, you know, a 10-foot or 12-foot shot every time. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, maybe some – you know athletes and like i said i think i think some people reach that point at some you know, whether it's you know a, a female or male 
reach that point. You know, some people reach that point in high school when they're not as athletic as others, so they've got to develop other parts. Some people, it's college. and you Well, know, for me, I, I reached that point. Like fifth grade? Uh, when I started walking is when I really started <laughs> to realize that I was not as athletic as other people, and that's when I realized the best place for me was probably in the line in a football <laughs> uh, team. So... Hey, I do want to say this, though, kind of talking on this subject, a really cool thing that happened Saturday night that I got to be a part of at at Brownstown Speedway and witness, um, you know, racing is obviously, and we do throttle up the podcast, and we'll be talking more about this on Wednesday night at 8, but racing is obviously a boys club. Mostly men are involved in it. And on Saturday night, there had never been a winner, a feature race winner, at Brownstown Speedway in the super stock division that was a female. It was solid males the whole entire way. Um, and on Saturday night, Aubrey Egan um, actually outran the field. And I'll be honest, I, I should just say this. She kicked the field's rear end um, and dominated and won the was the first female to win a super stock race at Brownstown Speedway. So a huge shout out to Aubrey. Um, we kind of had a cool thing going on with Thrilled Up the Podcast where Mike Fields, a driver in the super stock division, had won all the Brandeis races up to then. We kind of put out a bounty on him, and I got to walk down and with Aubrey being the first one, hand her a little $100 bonus from Thrilled Up the Podcast, which was really cool to see her and see her dad and, you know, the whole family. Um she dates That's a cool. she dates a young man that drives a modified. He pulled out of the startup line and came into the infield so he could be there to celebrate with her. It was just a really cool moment, and you saw a girl who's worked her tail off to get there and had a ton of respect from the other drivers. The other drivers that we've had on have said multiple times, "She's going to beat us. She will beat us." And I saw um, one of the drivers posted today said, "Hey, you know, rough night, not the night we were looking for, but." we all got beat by a girl tonight and she did i mean hands down and then had uh jason Heyman, who is just a, a stud and a super stock outside of her on two restarts and uh she pulled away and was able to do it so huge congrats <laughs> to cool. aubrey egan so awesome well we're at an hour so we'll uh we'll pack it up there and uh kind of shut it down here for tonight so i do want to say um thank you to everybody that joined in on facebook live and threw out some some questions and comments and everything else and a huge shout out again to justin juice kelly for those of you who listen to us again if you're looking for some other great podcasts to listen to um go check out juice in the morning um they have done some great interviews lately with some very very interesting people um juice and shane are always really good uh to listen to i can tell you they are one of my weekly listens uh it comes out on monday so the new episode just came out today also, uh, kind of more of adult-themed humor, but still two great guys, uh, AP and BJ at the Smugcast. They were down here on our show just a couple weeks ago. Again, it is more male adult-themed humor, uh, so that's my PSA. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, take that one. Two, two really great guys. And if you're into kind of the, the Bob and Tom raw humor or the Howard Stern type raw humor, uh, these guys are right up that alley. So great guys, good listens. Um, go check those guys out. So again, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're going to be down at uh, Labor Day Festival in Vernon, 
morning. Stop by 10 a.m. on September 1st. Um, I believe Nikki Cardinal has uh, agreed NC will be there with us. So my wife, I, and NC will be down hosting a live episode of Married with Children. If you've ever want to be interviewed by a podcast and you're in the North Vernon area, feel free to stop by. Um, come down to Vernon Labor Day, and uh, we'll we'll interview you. We'll we'll ask some questions. We'll debate some topics. So, I uh, do want to shout out to our sponsors again: Miller's Termite and Pest Control. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, that information is right there. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, visit us at mwcpodcast.com. Uh, you can see our sponsors listed there on the show. Also, Tommy Taylor at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. I can't say enough about what Tommy does. Uh, and it is a really, really cool thing. Uh, all of the work he has done for us, and he is one heck of an insurance agent and a great time uh, or a great person to work with. So last but not least, again, uh, check out today's Seymour Tribune uh, about the family here in Crothersville that lost everything in a house fire. Um, and check out the posts that I've shared. I'll also share it to the Married with Children page. Uh, from Kyle McIntosh from Beauty uh, from Ashes Tattoo Parlor and Salon. Um, they are collecting items for the family to be d- given directly to the family and giving some gift certificates back to you for helping. If you're in the North Vernon area and you want to help, but you cannot get over to Crowlersville to drop that stuff off, uh, hit me up, social media, hit me up on my phone. Um, I'd be happy to meet you and bring that stuff over so that that family can get those items. So I appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Uh, everybody have a great week and Callie thanks for uh thanks for your your <laughs> your insight uh, yeah. even though I think you're totally wrong on most things yeah I know unless I agree with you I am exactly yeah everybody have a great week have a good week